Alrighty, everybody. Good morning, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And, uh, you know, Wiz and I, uh, we've been very busy. We've done all of the team podcasts uh, to give you a little update on uh, our insights into each and every team around the NFL. We started our kind of prop uh, bets, uh, season-long prop bets that we looked at the other day. And uh, now it's time to get to the nitty-gritty. we got rankings ahead. We're going to start with the quarterback position today, Wiz. And, uh, you know, again, I, w- I would remind people it's... It's August 10th, I think it is. And, you know, for people that are in leagues, it's time it, Time is now to look at some of the league rules that you had last year. If people have suggestions about their rules and about their system, this is the time to kind of look at it. Don't wait till draft night to do it. Talk about it. Uh, talk about your COVID protocols. All that sort of stuff needs to be covered now. You don't want to be last minute. And Wiz and I, uh, we, we've talked about this a lot, and we'll, we'll continue to speak about it. So, Wiz... Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. And I think, you know, every league has to get their, you know, preparations going and uh, and talk about what they're going to do, especially with the free agent pickups, because it just seemed last year um, there were some leagues that uh, <laughs> weren't quite sure what to do. They were, like, doing it, handling it on the fly. We had a big guy uh, in the league that I run that you're in with, with me, you know, we had a big team, you know, league meeting weeks and weeks before the season started, and we put in COVID protocols in place in terms of the moves. And, you know, there were a couple of things, especially uh, when there may be a game that was in jeopardy of being canceled. Um, we had to, you know, do things to, to handle that. But we were basically pretty darn prepared for everything that took place and. uh and uh, it was amazing that the NFL did not have any canceled games. Uh, let's hope that's the case for this year. But uh, like you just said, you, your league has got to be prepared and talk about this beforehand. Because once the season starts uh, and you're not prepared for it, you can have all kinds of issues and problems along the way. And uh, we saw that in some of the other leagues uh, that we were in. Yeah, so you know, we talked about it, and, and we're also we're also reviewing rules in our leagues from last year. You know, you leave it up to the league in the league that we're in. Uh, you you look for suggestions from other league members, and 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 the league votes on them. And I think that's always a very good idea. I think each and every year things do need to be reassessed. And you know, you may not think that uh, what your league is doing is right, or it, it it may be wrong, and you want to change something. It could be in the scoring system. It could be the pickup rules. It could be a myriad of things. Uh, Division setups. If you're playing with divisions in your in your league, so yeah, this is the time to look at it. Don't wait until draft day. You want to get right to it on draft day. And, you know, Wiz and I just feel that that's kind of your, your preparation. You know, you should be in that mode right now, and that's part of the preparation that's necessary. Yeah, I mean, you you know, individuals should be preparing and having their work done for their drafts, but leagues should also be having their preparation and work done for what they're going to do and. Uh, I'll say this, look, you know, you're not going to try and reinvent the wheel, but you're always trying to look and see if there are any things you could do to make your league better. You have to evolve uh, as, as as the NFL and the players and the way things go on evolve. Your league has to evolve. So, and, and the beauty is that if you make a change or you try and add something and it doesn't work, you know, you're, you're not married to the idea. You could always go back and, and change it the following year. But, uh, you know, we, we, I just feel like in our league, we're doing things and we've done things that other leagues 
uh, do not do. We draft a lot more players, uh, bench players, points count, uh, weekly prizes, um, you know, so we, we, we're doing a lot of things that a lot of other leagues don't do, uh, and it is different, but it makes for more of an interesting league, uh, and, and keepers as well, and, uh, you know, those are all kinds of things that we're uh, looking at uh before the season starts. Yep, no, and that's bang on. And, you know, you talk about evolving, and I think we, you know, look, we've been doing traditional uh, fantasy leagues for a very long time. Uh, I think we recognize that, uh, you know, there's some of the newcomers and even, even some of the old-timers are, you know, we've talked about this, are gravitating to more daily play and weekly play. And, I, and you know, that, that's what we're doing, too. We're, we're, we're going to speak to both audiences. And I think when you're preparing for fantasy, no matter if it's a weekly setup, what you're trying to do, uh, if you're betting prop bets, or if you have a season-long fantasy, I, I think we're trying to address both in this podcast, and we'll continue to do so. Yeah, I, I think you know, after after giving it a lot of thought, I really feel the best way is to delve into all of the leagues. Um, being a being a league where you're, you know, you have a season-long league where you know you draft and that's your team for the whole year. I know there are injuries and that can affect your season, but if you're in all kinds of leagues, if you're in a best ball league where you just draft and you draft 20 players and then that's your team for the year and then every week your best starting lineup is the, is the one that counts, that, that's fine because then you can overcome a few injuries here or there. And then also do the daily leagues where you're, you're, you know, we're going to be giving uh, our opinions and advice on DraftKings with salary. So I think if you play in a season-long content league, if you play in a best ball league, and then you also play in daily leagues on DraftKings or FanDuel or if you get a bunch of friends that are willing to redraft every single week, that I think is fantastic as well. If you if you have diversity and you're doing all of those things, then I think injuries will not become so frustrating and so prominent in, uh, in, in your fantasy football leagues because you're doing a little bit of everything. So I, that, that would be my advice to everyone out there is try one of each uh, to start off with and, uh, and see what you like. All right, and uh, so that leads us into kind of our first kind of looking at the rankings, Wiz, and we're not going to talk about every single player in the rankings. We've, you know, within within the context of that podcast we did the other day, which was uh, on prop bets, we talked about a a number of individual players, but we're going to go position by position. We did this last year. We're going to do it again, and we're going to look at players. We're starting with quarterback today. You know, when we look at the rankings, there are players that think we we think are are ranked uh, too low and players that are ranked too high and that's kind of where we're going to take this podcast today uh it's very difficult to talk about all every single starting quarterback in the nfl uh wiz and i have opinions on all of them uh but for the benefit of this podcast we're really going to focus on 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 players that we think could significantly outperform their rankings where they're ranked in terms of where we think people are looking at that and and where others uh are very uh overvalued so that's kind of the perspective that we're looking at it from yeah, I think you know. Look, if 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 a hundred fantasy football experts or so-called fantasy football experts wrote their top, ranked their top thirty-two, you know, the, the thirty-two quarterbacks in order, like yeah, of course, along the way, you know, maybe this guy's a few spots, or you know, I would have this guy twenty, and then other people have him twenty-two or twenty-three, and so we're not looking at that because when it comes to this 
um, for most of the players, it's really a personal preference because a lot of these players are very, very close. Uh, I think what we're trying to do here is, at least, uh, you know, from my perspective, and I, I think you're doing the same, is, you know, where, where there's a little bit more of a gap where maybe the fantasy football community has a player and we see it more than just a slight difference. So uh, I'll start off with it. But before I get I, – I'm not going to mention him on the list, but I did say this two weeks ago about the Dak Prescott thing where, you know, you have an injury with that horrible injury last year where his ankle, you know, basically snapped and – you know, right off the bat, as soon as he basically started throwing, uh, there was a shoulder injury. And I said two weeks ago, for those, you know, who've listened to that podcast, that I'm keeping my eye on that one. That seems more than just a little thing to me. And now it's two weeks later. And there seems to be a little bit more concern about this to the point where the Cowboys have reached out to the Texas Rangers who deal with like pitching injuries and uh, to see what's going on with that. So, I'm not mentioning Dak for this. Uh, I have to see how it plays out, you know, with, with, with what goes on with him. But as I mentioned two weeks ago, this is something to keep your eye on because it, it's more than just a nothing burger as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I think that's a, a relevant point. Uh, we, we've spoken a little bit about Ezekiel Elliott, too, in this offense. We know the offensive line is going to get some people back. So, so yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely something to look at, and I don't think it's just I don't think it's something to be ignored at this uh, you know this point this point this place in in, in time as, as that we're talking about right now. Yep, absolutely. So I'm going to start with two players, uh, two quarterbacks that are ranked inside the top twelve in just about every one of these um, prognostications that I've you know seen in analysis and and rankings. Uh, but I, I don't see it that way. I'm going to start with Jalen Hurts, who I, I know what the what, why people like the player. The thing is, at least for me, is the Eagles are going to have to run a specialized offense that is very conducive for Jalen Hurts, for him to finish inside the top 12. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that, if their plan is to do that, and in game script, if they're going to be able to stick to that. So, I don't see Jalen Hurts inside the top 12. Um, if he goes, I, I'll put this out there, if he goes as quarterback one in every league, then he will not be on any team I have this year. If he starts moving down the rankings a little bit more and I could grab him as a quarterback too, um, then I could see myself. But it, where Jalen Hurts is going right now, I don't see it. And in any league where he is one of the top 12 quarterbacks drafted, he will be on zero of my teams. And then the other player is Justin Herbert. And I know there's a lot to like about him, but I, I just feel with teams now having a year of tape on him and the Chargers were playing some of those crazy wild games last year. A lot of their defensive players were hurt. They were giving up a lot of points and he was putting up terrific numbers. There's no question about that. And I'm not saying he's a talented player, but there are guys that I like more that are ranked outside the top 12 than Justin Herbert for this year. I know I'm, I, I know um, against the grain as far as Herbert's concerned, and maybe more people see it the way I do with Jalen Hurts, but I'm dubious about Justin Herbert ending up where he's looked at right now. I mean, he is as high as seven or eight um, 
overall for the quarterback position. I don't see it that way. So um, I'm not sure as we get closer to the season how those two players can end up being ranked, but I don't see myself having any equity in Jalen Hurts and limited in Justin Herbert, especially if he's going that high. So uh, I, I'm, I have a different view on the rankings on those two quarterbacks. Interesting. Uh, it's funny. Both of those quarterbacks are on my list, but uh, one one for upside and one for downside. So l- let's start with the downside player. And I'm, I'm with you on Jalen Hurts. So I don't think it's nothing, too, that the rumors are kind of still persisting uh, about Deshaun Watson and Philadelphia being see- seen as a place. I-, I don't know that there's full confidence in over over the course of a long season if Jalen Hurts can be an effective quarterback, especially uh, past completions. So I think that's something that we need to watch. His running skills, uh, no question about that. I think that's something that's going to make him more of a difference maker when it comes to fantasy. I'm not super – I am not. Su- I know they drafted Devonta Smith. I, I don't know that this is a unbelievably talented it's, – it's a rather deep receiving core, but I don't know if it's an unbelievably talented one. Um, you know, Dallas Goddard, and it looks like Zach Ertz is going to be there. Um, this offensive line had a lot of issues last year. They have to get healthier this year to make life easier for – uh, for for Jalen Hurts, the the one interesting thing was is that um, in Jalen Hurts starts actually, Philadelphia actually started to lead the league in in plays run, uh, which was kind of interesting. So the offense definitely evolved uh, at the end of the season. So, uh, but I do think where he's being drafted right now, I don't feel he's a number one quarterback. I would be much more comfortable taking him as a number two. I think it's way too risky taking him as a number one. Um, so that, that's where my uh, that's where my stance is uh, on Jalen Hurts, uh, on Justin Herbert. I, I actually have the opposite take. So I'll, I'll give you some of my reasoning on this. So the, the Chargers have a new coaching staff, right? Uh, Brandon Staley will be the new head coach. He was he's a defensive coordinator for the Chargers. Sorry for the Rams, but he'll be the head coach for the Chargers. Uh, but he was a quarterback uh, in college, so I think that will resonate very well with Justin Herbert. Anthony Lynn is gone. Uh, Anthony Lynn ran a kind of running back centric offense. I mean, certainly a lot of things needed to be changed, especially when Herbert took over and the charges were amongst the team leaders. And you talked about crazy games. They were among the team leaders and plays run per game, if not the top team in the NFL in plays per game. Uh, I do think their defensive issues uh, were part of that cause. So I think that might change a little bit, but I can't help with the improvements that this team that made on the offensive line through the draft and free agency, number one. Uh, I really think they have a very talented group of pass receivers. That includes tight end. They brought Jared Cook in. Uh, you know, we spoke about Parham a little bit. Uh, Eckler is brilliant out of the backfield. I think they have some really top-of-the-line, long-down-the-field guys in this offense, even guys like Guyton and Tyron Johnson. And I know Josh Palmer's starting to get a read. We know what uh, Keenan Allen can do. Mike Williams has that big playability. And Joe Lombardi, uh, who who was a coach in the New Orleans system, I just think a lot of things, and he's the offensive coordinator, so I think a lot of things are moving for Justin Herbert to kind of continue to rise. I actually will be targeting Justin Herbert in, in most of my leagues. Uh, you know, I'll advertise that right here. Uh, I think he, I, for me, Justin Herbert has the ability to be a top three quarterback this year. So I have a slightly different view on Herbert for, uh, and those are the reasons that I, I, I'm giving for it. Yeah, I mean, so he's ranked, you know, pretty high. He's ranked, you know, in most in most things somewhere around, you know, seven, eight. So you, you're saying that 
opposite me. I think he could be out out of the first, you know, top twelve uh, quarterbacks this year. You have him as high. I guess you you have him. I guess in your view, besides Mahomes and Josh Allen, he's he's kind of like next on your list. I think between him and Kyler Murray, uh, those are the two guys that are kind of right there for me okay. on that list. All right. So uh, fair enough. We have a different view on Herbert, and we agree on um, Jalen Hurts. Who's who else is on your list? I have two other quarterbacks, but one of you, uh, why don't you take it from here? Uh, yeah. So I have a couple other guys in the top ten that, and look, these are these these are two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Um, and if we look at the seasons that they had, and this is the sole reason that I'm giving you this this take on it last year. So uh, Aaron Rodgers, MVP season, 45 touch, uh, 48 touchdowns, excuse me. Um, Tom Brady had his best sa- season since 2015. I think he threw for over 40 touchdowns as well and the most yards he's thrown for in seven years. Uh, I think sustaining especially in Green Bay where there was a lot of commotion and there's going to still continue to be commotion, right? And then in Tampa Bay, I always think there's a hangover when it comes to Super Bowl teams. I know they return every single player in the starting lineup on both sides of the ball, but they'll have an extra target on their back. You know, people do want to beat Tom Brady. So I think it's going to be very, very hard to achieve the the success that both of these quarterbacks had last year. You add another year on to older quarterbacks. Uh, you know, when it comes to Rodgers, like I said, I think there's a lot more commotion going on, not just with him, with Devontae Adams, all this kind of stuff. So I don't know. I'm uncomfortable, I would say. Would I be surprised if both of those quarterbacks slipped out of the top 10? Because uh, right now they're kind of ranked in that pack of like somewhere between 7 and 9, 10. Uh, but I can give the case, based on how good they played last year, that it's going to be difficult for those two players to top what they did. And I think there's some risks for both of those quarterbacks. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think that's fair for all the reasons uh, that you said. They're both I know Rodgers and Brady are both ranked inside um, the top twelve, and uh, yeah, I mean I think all of those points are, are fair about uh, Father Time catching up, and uh, you know we saw what happened with Peyton Manning. Uh, it went it went south in a hurry. Um, not to say that's going to happen. We kind of saw what happened with Drew Brees last year. He just wasn't the same guy. So we'll have to wait and see. And how about the other side of the coin? You have, because uh, I have two uh, quarterbacks that I believe are ranked wrong that are outside the top 12. But uh, why don't you start and tell us who you have on your list outside the top 12? Yeah, so uh, one, one guy is deep down, and, and one guy, I, for some reason, I, I don't know, I, I, there's an inconsistency, and I talked about Matt Stafford the other day in, in prop bets, but there's, there is a wide variability on, on Matthew Stafford's ranking when it comes to um, uh, prognosticators out there. Some people do have him kind of at the back end of the top 10. I see a number of prognosticators actually having him in that kind of 14 to 16 range. And I just think, and I, I gave the reasons the other day, and I'm going to continue. I, I strongly believe that Matt Stafford will be a top 10 quarterback, probably more like a top 7 or 8 quarterback. In fact, I'd argue I'd rather have Matt Stafford than a Brady or Rodgers this year. I just think everything is set up for this offense uh, to excel. I think there's talent. I think there's a lack of a running game because you took away Cam Akers. And I think they're going to win a different way this year. And I think Matt Stafford gives his team 
much different uh, ability on offense than they did previously. And I'm, I'm going to make sure everybody knows this. Remember, a couple of years ago, halfway through the season, before Stafford went down with an injury, the guy was on his way to a monster year, almost 50 touchdowns, almost over 5,000 yards it would have been. I'm not saying that's exactly what we're looking at here, but I feel he's ranked too low when it comes to the rankings. I'm seeing him out the, outside the top 10 too much, and I don't agree with that take. Uh, so the other player I'm going to talk about is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know there's a lot of talk about Curtis Samuel missing time. You know, Wiz mentioned Logan Thomas the other day. I think Terry McLaurin has all the tools to be a top 10 quarterback, top 10 receiver. He's done that with poor quarterback play uh, over the last couple of seasons. Ryan Fitzpatrick made a significant difference in the Miami passing attack when he was in there the last couple of years. We know what he did. Now, granted, he's a lot older now. We know what he did with the Jets when he stepped in, kind of a mishmash crowd, and he really led them to an exciting offensive year. He's never passed for over 4,000 yards in a season. Uh, I think he's got a lot of tools here. I think Washington is an interesting football team on both sides of the ball, and he's just ranked really low to me. I think, you know, I see him kind of like – 22 to 26 or something like that, I would have full confidence, not saying a top 10 quarterback necessarily, but I would have full confidence that Matt Fitzpatrick, uh, sorry, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick should be one of the number one, number two quarterbacks that p- fantasy players have on their team this year. I think the stars are aligned for this offense, and I think he, he's just got a, a hop in his step. He still runs the ball. He's effective. Uh, and so I just feel he's ranked way too low when it comes to the rankings. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a, a similar view in terms of players where they're positioned and where I think they're going to finish. They just happen to be two different players. But let me ask you a question about Stafford. Um, he's coming from a system and a team where it was like, you know, they were these games where they were always behind and he was throwing. It's just Sean McVay has just the system the way he wants to run things. So do you are you concerned at all? Now, agree. The talent of the quarterback is tremendous. The skill players, excellent. But do you have any concerns about meshing of the talent of Matt Stafford with the system that Sean McVay likes to run? No, I, I don't. I don't. I, I think Stafford you know, had to deal with a lot of difficult challenges in Detroit over the course of his career. Uh, I th- you know, I, and I know that the Ram line is not the best line in the world, but I think just Stafford is just a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Period. Amen. Um, and, and I like the offensive talent here, and I think I think Sean McVay realized at a point in time over the last kind of season and a half that Jared Goff's limitations were part of the reason why the identity of the uh, of the Rams had to change a little bit. And I think we're going to kind of. We're going to kind of go back in time a little bit, kind of like at the beginning. I know some teams did catch up to McVay, but I think the quarterback, I think at times held them back. And I think McVay will kind of start to pick up the pace a little bit when it comes to this team. Fair enough. And like the two guys that I have are like kind of being ranked in the same range where your two players are ranked. And one is another Matt, and that's Matt Ryan. And I I see a lot of things similar to where you talked about with Stafford, where He's being ranked 13, 15, 16. Um, I don't see that. I, I, I know there's no Julio Jones, but 
it was almost like to me that the mantle was being handed over to Calvin Ridley during the season last year. Um, not only was he becoming the number one guy in the Falcons, but one of the best receivers in all of the NFL. And now enter Kyle Pitts. The supporting cast is good. Mike Davis, I know uh, Arthur Smith would, you know, give him the ball a million times to Derrick Henry. But Mike Davis is not that type of player, but he is a very good pass catcher out of the backfield. They're going to be throwing the ball all over the place. I don't feel Matt Ryan is ranked properly. Uh, I think he should be closer to ranked right around the cusp of quarterback one, right around that 12 area, not 15 or 16. I, I do not see, in my opinion, 12 or 13 quarterbacks ending up with better fantasy years than Matt Ryan as a quarterback. And the other one is Justin Fields, who, you know, I think in, in some situations where, like, if you compare, like, Zach Wilson and Justin Fields, where it's a different story. The Jets have a new coordinator. The Jets have a new head coach. There is going to be some time given by the owners and general managers and everyone in the organization to let that work out. It's not the same thing in Chicago. You know, Nagy's job is on the line this year. If the Bears are not successful, he is going to be gone. There's there's no question about that. So uh, he realizes that. So Justin Fields is either going to start the season or he's going to get in there sooner than later. He's ranked outside the top 20 in most um, um, rankings. I don't see that. I see him clearly as a strong number two and maybe even finishing inside the top 15. Now, I'm not sure if these rankings are based on thinking he's not going to play more than half the season or whatever the thinking is. When the head coach's job and his is on the line for the year, um, I feel that he's going to get that quarterback who they traded up to get in there. So I have Matt Ryan probably right on the cusp of quarterback one. I feel he's being ranked wrong, and I think Justin Fields is way out of whack being ranked in the 20s like he's barely even a quarterback too. So um, that's how I see it. Kind of like the same area of rankings as you, just two different players, similar type situations. Yeah, and, and, and I, I really have a – you know, I was very close to talking about Matt Ryan. Uh, I picked Fitzpatrick instead. Uh, but I like the upside as well. And so I think it's, you know, in the, in the eyes of most people, they just feel like Arthur Smith is coming in here. He's going to run a run, running back centric offense. And that's that. Um, so, so there's a different level of talent. You know, there's no Derek Henry on this roster. Uh, you mentioned Mike Davis and, you know, he's an older guy. He's been with a number of different teams. There's a reason why he's been with a number of different teams. I think he'll be a contributor here. They recently signed Dante Foreman, uh, a guy who blew out his Achilles heel a, a few years ago and has never gotten himself right after that occasion. And, and we've talked about Allison, but none of these runners can be mistaken for Derek Henry. So let's not get crazy here. I, I'd say the one thing that kind of holds me back just a little bit was there was a definite difference in fantasy performance performances from all of the players uh, outside of Calvin Ridley that is when Julio Jones was there and when he was not there and that would include Matt Ryan and because the numbers were a lot better uh, when when Matt Ryan had Julio Jones in this offense at his disposal and certainly it was very helpful even for Calvin Ridley because he was going to be single covered most occasions Um, but that being said Look, Matt Ryan is a guy who, if I'm not mistaken, over 4,000 yards every single year, uh, maybe in the last 12, 10, 12 years. Super consistent guy. We can talk about ineffectiveness of this offense, especially in the red zone. It certainly helped the kicker out a lot the last few years. But I think Matt Ryan is a, is a guy that Arthur Smith is going to lean on a lot. 
I think he's a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill was um, in, in terms of abilities. Uh, I, I love the reasons that you give about Ridley. I actually think the cast behind Ridley, um, Zacchaeus, Gage, um, the two tight ends can catch the ball. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is going to be a big factor here. Hayden Hurst is still on the roster. And you mentioned the kid Gar- Darby, who you like. So I still think this offense is going to have their games because their defense is also going to have its limitations where they're going to need to throw the ball and throw the ball a lot. And the Atlanta Falcons are one of these teams that, that ran more plays than most teams. So I love the reasoning around Matt Ryan. I think the only thing like that kind of held me back a little bit was that performance when Ryan was with, without Julio Jones. And that was kind of the difference maker for me. Uh, for Fields, I think the best reasons that you give, and I agree with them, are the fact that Nagy's head is on a chopping block. This is the year he's got to perform. And so if he, even if he does not start week one, I expect Justin Fields to be starting quarterback very, very quickly in Chicago. So I like your reasoning behind that uh, without without question. Yeah, I just want to just want to say one thing, follow up to what you talked about with Lanner is, yeah, when Julio Jones went down, you have Calvin Ridley, who is becoming, you know, an elite, is a, an elite uh, wide receiver in the NFL. And the rest of the players are, are good players, but they're complementary players. Enter Kyle Pitts. He is a lot more. And let me emphasize a lot more than just a complimentary player. So he's not Julio Jones, different position, but rest assured, they didn't bring Kyle Pitts into block. Um, and he will be the one in one eight to Calvin Ridley. And that's my analysis for, for Matt Ryan. I understand what it looked like without Julio, but they'll still have the same supporting cast, except now they'll have Kyle Pitts in there. So, um, so that's so- why I feel... So yeah. let me ask you this question was for, for, for players out there that kind of want to go zero quarterback, right? And when, I, when we talk about zero quarterback, it really means taking a guy ranked outside the top 12, you know, some guy that you, or maybe some combination of, you know, let's say Ryan and Fields, for example. Uh, would you have confidence if you're one of those guys that wanted to employ that type of strategy in fantasy this year? Could Matt Ryan in a lot of weeks be a number one quarterback? No, absolutely. I, I mean, if you... If you if you wait and wait and wait and wait and end up taking the two mats on your team or you take one of the two mats, Ryan or Stafford, and one of those young quarterbacks like Trey Lance and Justin Fields, that's fine and you're capitalizing on other positions. Look, I remember um three three years ago before the before the season started in every <laughs> expert, let me put that word expert in quotation marks, Pat Mahomes was listed outside the top twenty as far as preseason rankings go. Uh, it was laughable. Um, so I think that you take these rankings with a grain of salt and you could capitalize and be smart. And, yeah, I mean, I feel that uh, with some of those quarterbacks, two mats, for example, um, I, I think that's fine. I think, yeah, those guys are steady as they come. And I often talk about taking maybe a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields and then having them with a solid quarterback and – both of those mats are as solid as they come. So if that's your drafting strategy and you could wait and wait and wait and wait and end up with a Stafford, a Tannehill, a Matt Ryan, and then end up with a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance and be able to sit and wait um, for their upside and then to actually start, you know, to start and get acclimated and then have those games where they're going wild. Uh, I think that's, that's a, that's a great strategy. So to your point, um, if I get Pat Mahomes, I'm happy. If I don't get Pat Mahomes, I'll be okay. I'll wait a while. 
Yeah, I, you know, I think you make uh, I think you make a lot of good points there, and I think you know, look, I think that's that what player that's what players are going to have to think about, right? That's something that people are going to have to really focus on and say, hey, you know, I want to I want to go with that strategy and draft, you know, don't go qu- as quarterback heavy as some other guys. I have enough confidence in a combination, like you said, of Stafford and 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 Ryan to get through my season. Now, granted, there's a lot of headaches with trying to make decisions on who to who to play them against and all that sort of stuff if you're in that situation where you need to carry two quarterbacks. But uh, I think there are bigger bigger problems for people to kind of navigate, and having one of those two quarterbacks on a roster is probably not one of them. Yeah, I mean, if I'm in, if I'm in a snake draft and it's coming up to me and I have I do not have a quarterback yet, and um, I see Jalen Hurts on the available, and I see Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford available, and then I see a cluster of other players that I like at different positions, I'm not I, I'm going to wait on that quarterback. I'm not going to be in a rush to take Jalen Hurts over Matt Ryan or Matt Stafford uh, if I have a view and I feel absolutely just going to you know be patient at quarterback. All right, uh, and, and look, we could talk about uh, you know we we could talk about a, a brethren uh, you know a, you know there's so many players to talk about here. I mean, a quarterback, and we tried to give a small sample size here. I know I have opinions on every single guy. I'm sure you do too, uh, but you know for the for the sake of this podcast and and and. Getting getting to the point that we wanted to get to, these are players that we think you know can outrank their performance, you know, upside, and some players that we think have some downside, and that, and that's kind of what we're going to do at each and every position. We started that with the quarterback today, and we'll move on to the other positions next. Absolutely, that's uh, that's you know that's the plan, and uh, we're going to take that uh, position by position. Yeah, and then look, there's a lot to look at. There's a lot to consider. I think uh, at, at every position, uh, there's a, this is the time where you kind of you know get down and dirty and 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 figure out what direction you're going to take it and Wiz and I have kind of started to take that uh step in the process and uh, enjoying it every step of the way so next up are the running backs Wiz I'll wish you a good rest of the day that's Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast Spotify Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud uh but this is all kinds of fun make sure you're subscribing and uh, we'll continue to come back with lots of info for all of you Wiz thanks again yep you got it have a great day